Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. We're picking it up on a conversation we started yesterday with my friends Terry and Nancy Clark. They reach people through their music and their ministry called Catalyst People. And today we'll continue our conversation as we were discussing about their ministry and all that God is doing with them all over the world. You can learn more about the Clarks and their ministry by going to catalystpeople.com. That's catalystpeople.com. It's time to get into the program now on this edition of the Victor Mark Show. Hey, welcome back to day two. So we've been privileged, you know, both y'all and our family to do things that would scare some people, make some people uncomfortable living at a level of faith. Mm -hmm. I mean, and yet, Mm. has God ever disappointed y'all? Not once. Not Never. Once. I remember. He's always blowing our minds. Still. Still. Yes. Embarrassing. Yes. I, I remember listening to Frank Drown, a missionary to South America, and uh, Gates of Splendor, and uh, Elliot, mm. Jim Elliot, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Mr. Drown, Frank was supposed to be on that initial team going in, but he stayed behind. Oh. Then we know they were killed. Oh. Mm-hmm. But what the Elliots had planned to go and live there and bring the gospel, Frank Drown and his wife actually were the ones who did it. Oh, that's right. They wow. went afterwards, lived there yes. for, you know, 40 years, and they lived what mm-hmm. Jamela and Elizabeth were going to do. I had the privilege of meeting them at a, a missions conference, and they remind me of y'all mm-hmm. because— mm-hmm. There was so much joy that, uh, I mean, they had their kids in the jungles, they, you know, but there was such a joy because they had intimacy with the Lord. And it wasn't like some people in ministry, they're like, yeah, I'm, praise <laughs> God. Yeah. I'm, I'm serving him or he, he gets wow. this guy. Yeah. It was real joy mm-hmm. knowing and embracing suffering, right? Because right? it's right. all controlled by the hand of God. And uh, so you guys have done things all around the world. We have, but we haven't had uh, desperate situations like you've been in. We've, you know, the the worst of our our times have been, you know, we don't have money for supper tonight, but that's okay. We'll maybe do a gig tomorrow and have it tomorrow. Those kind of sufferings, but not real um, harmful things that we've had to suffer through. And. I didn't take y'all to Iraq and get y'all shot at. It, uh, y'all won't get killed. But uh, no, you you know, it's this is what I tell people. I go, we're all called to run in different lanes. Not one is better than the other, right? Yeah. And that's the body of Christ where I have listened to y'all's music in some of my darkest times, times where the oppression was so thick. Or literally, we were about to push in somewhere, and I knew on an outward level there was a there was a high chance of something bad going on. 
But, you know, you come to that place where I go, well, gosh, Lord, if this is the way you choose for me to go, that's your business. I can only be obedient. And it's like Eileen says, she goes, you know, I remember one time she's like, what's the worst that can happen? We get killed? Um, I'm like, yes, we die. And then she she said, she's like, well, then don't we win? I mean, yeah. I'm like, what? Okay, you really believe this, Eileen. I mean, I do too, but more of an older guy and, you know, great grandkids around me, you know, some little worship music, and then I, you know, <laughs> go to heaven. You're like, I don't care. I, I just, let's just serve the Lord. So I. Uh, right. right, right. Because, because, I mean, that's the goal. The goal is to be with Jesus, and that means heaven. And yeah. if we're not there yet, it means he's still not finished with you. And there's, there's work, there's occupying to be done. And until we get to heaven, then, then this is what we do. And the joy awaits us there far better than we could ever imagine. Yeah. There's ops on his agenda that he's designed you specifically for that need to be just done when they come up, when they come up, you're it. And we're, we're in it. And what could be better than that? Right. I think part of the problem is Western Christianity, uh, people make decisions based, Christians make decisions based on comfort, yep. security. Because uh, yeah. that's the way we've been used to. Right. You know, they've been conditioned. Yeah. A lot of the church teaches it. Yeah. Right? A lot of the church doesn't teach, well, embrace suffering. No. They, they don't teach, there needs to be a ruggedness of soul. And I, I really don't think America has entered into a level of persecution yet. I think what, what we're seeing is the compromise of teachers and leaders that are falling away. And that, to me, that is more dangerous because if a false teacher or a bad teacher, if they're not right, they'll lead hundreds or thousands in a mindset and we, I just been giving Christians permission to break out of the norm, the standards, the tradition, walk so close with the Lord that maybe you do have to tell your pastor, no, this isn't a good fit for me anymore. And I'm out of here. And I'll, I'll trust the Lord. People have asked us, well, how do you make it without a church? I go, well, there's not a lot of churches you can go to in Iraq. <laughs> it's not about a Sunday or a Sabbath, right. it's about daily yeah. walking with him. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's the church. And he's got the church walking with him all over the world. And we have to understand that we're just in our skin doing it, though he's orchestrating mankind all over the earth. And he's looking for the ones that say, Whatever you want, let's do it. And he designs it. And he designs each situation for different people that he's already equipped and preparing for that position, where he's prepared you and Eileen for situations that he would never throw somebody like Terry and I in or in somebody else, because he's got different jobs for different folks. Well, you know where we are right now? We just developed a leadership and training center out here in Colorado. And we really want to pour into the next generation. Good. Uh, I remember there's a fellow named Dave Eubank, and he's with Free Bummer Rangers. Great movie. If you haven't seen Free Bummer Rangers, okay. rent it tonight. 
it's, okay. it's unreal. But me and him, we were we were we were embedded with the Iraqi army. We were going to deliver humanitarian aid and help women and children in villages that had been that ISIS was in. They'd been set up and waiting for a fight for three years. So, you know, it was a lot of hurt feelings, a lot of, you know, bang, bang, and, you know, uh, all that type of stuff. But at one point, me and Dave are running toward the village because <laughs> you have to. In the open field, they're shooting at you. Know. We're running. I remember looking at Dave. I'm going, gosh, man, you run like an old lady. Because his deepest shot. Good timing. Yeah, he's like, ugh, ugh. And, and here's what's so humbling. He's still faster than me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, what was that saying? I'm going, yeah. I'm, going, this is, I'm dragging my leg. Uh, so where's the cameras on that one? I want to see the movie. Yeah, I, right? I, I literally I literally did a little film before we ran. <laughs> I said, hey, we're out here. And, uh, and I just need y'all to pray. And, and then on the video, I go, huh? Yes, I know. Okay, those are all ISIS. Day. Okay, I got to go. And, and it's the funniest. Well, that, I mean, that is so amazing to me. We've always been impressed how God has genuinely given you the, the, yeah, there you go. That's the word of, of doing these things that really are all out for the Lord. And he's, he's equipped you with creativity Mm -hmm. and ability to do these outrageous things that Christians need to get on board with. Yeah. And say, I may not be able to do them, but Victor can, and I'm I'm going to go with him through prayer and support. Thank you. I I believe low IQ and a hunger for God's word and belief of the Bible stories really and, makes it and a hard head. That's a good hard heads are very special in God's God's world. He, obviously, we wouldn't be sitting sitting here. It wasn't true. true. But I, I just I have something to say. I mean, you were talking to your listeners a few minutes ago, and we started this out praying that God would, the Holy Spirit would guide what we say and what we interact doing, designed specifically for those that are listening. And I just felt uh, compelled to say to you that are listening right now that what we're talking about is a lifestyle that's completely built on God's ability, on God's wisdom. We have none. And if we had abilities, we'd get in the way. Because like Victor just said, I mean, the grandmas are faster than we are. So we just get kind of lost in the in the wake of those that are really picked and driven and sent and I just want you to know that it's built on a complete and utter surrender of our lives and a recognition, not just an emotional assent to something, but a recognition by his own actions in our lives, touching us and healing us and disciplining us. I mean, that's one thing that's missing from the church as far as I can see as a as a broad uh, picture is what Jesus said the disciples were supposed to do. We're his disciples, so we're supposed to make disciples. Disciples make disciples. So we don't vote. So 
how would anybody know what we actually believe unless we're acting on that and stepping into those situations that that God puts us in front of. He's not messing around. He makes no mistakes. There's no coinkydinks in the kingdom of God. He doesn't make mistakes. If you're someplace where you are uncomfortable, let it be known that God has you there because of what you're uncomfortable with. He has put you as a light and a salt lick right in the middle of the forest of the junk that the world is doing, not to scare you, but to work with you. He wants participation. Like Nancy said a few minutes ago, he's looking for participation in what he wants to do, and he wants to do it wrapped in our skin. And it's not because we've got special abilities or special capabilities, but if we know him, we've got one thing, and that's courage, because if he says he's going to do something, I want to be there, and I want to be a part of it as much as I can. And we go places that, you know, there may be a lot of people, there may be hardly any, but we know we're there for one person, to let them be reminded that God is still on the throne, and he loves them, and he has put them where they are because he loves them and he loves that person that they're there for so much that he brought you to that place to be the proof that you still love them. Terry, I thank you. And I, I want to prove your point. Hmm. I was a young Christian just out of the Marine Corps. And I went to one of my first men's events. It was in Anaheim. And there were thousands of men there. I didn't know anybody. I was just hungry to want to hear. And you were there. And you led worship. And I remember the power and the presence of God. And, and I was so moved and touched. I don't remember the preaching, but I remember the worship. <laughs> And I found out who you were and I tracked you down. And it was, I think it was less than two weeks later. I went to another place you were at, musicians would call it a gig. And you brought your keyboard mm. with a, a long cord. We were outside. And I'm telling you, there wasn't, there wasn't 20 guys there. Not a big gig. And you worship the Lord with the same fervency and intensity as you did when there were thousands. And I remember going, he's singing to God Almighty. He knows the Lord hears him. And I was so, I was so, man, I was so moved and, and impressed at mm. your personal relationship with God. And I think today, man, we have missed it. We put so much emphasis on a person's gift, yeah, but not reason why they have their gift or their talent. And, I, you know, God's given me a privilege of working with leaders in all the mm -hmm. spheres, right? Political, media, military, uh, where the one percenters, they've made it. And the one thing that I've learned and I say 
that gifts and talents can take a person to a place that it can't sustain them. That's right. Without godly character. That's right. And you're talking about making disciples. That's what a person should want to be. And I've had people, because of what we do, go, you know, he's such a hero, such a hero. And I realize there's a place for examples, right? For whatever. God wants to show off through us in certain ways. That's right. He'll give man the credit, but he gets the glory. But I, but when people say that to me in person, I go, I don't call me a hero. The greatest level I could be is a disciple. That's all a disciple does. Mm-hmm. Maybe it does heroic things, but it's because of Christ. And I just, I'd like y'all to speak to the fact of, you know, where we're at as a nation, where there's two sides, and some have really justified um, being socially or cultural Christians that kind of, they move with what's popular Mm -hmm. um, at the expense of, I'll give you a great example. Uh, There's a musician named Lecrae, uh, a rapper, Christian singer, and I was tracking with him Mm -hmm. and was kind of saying, hey, man, you're you're sending some some signals that could be confusing on the issue of abortion because of and you know and I had a lot of Christians say, man, why why you got to call out Lecrae? And I go, well, if he's doing it publicly, you know, it's not like he's going to pick up the phone and call me. Uh, yeah. But I said, I, I think we we ought to be concerned. Yeah. And then later, he ended up doing a concert for Senator Kenneth Warnock who says, I'm a pastor that believes in abortion, and I believe it's justified. By. So so he hung himself, really. He didn't he did. have to call he it out. And he literally said uh, on a podcast interview with someone, he goes, you know, there are people out there who think they have the higher more ground because they believe that babies in a room are more important than, you know, uh, uh, people on the outside. Hmm. Wow. So, uh, so I tend to be motivated – not by nationalism, mm-hmm. not by a party, not right. by a candidate. Yeah. I yeah. tend to be motivated for one thing, right. above our freedoms, above the to protection of babies. I, 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 would, I would be a hypocrite if I didn't say, hey, my gosh, man, mm-hmm. what, why would you endorse or vote or be quiet about a candidate or a person or leader who really does endorse murdering children? And without even giving them a anesthesia, they just torture. It. So that's kind of where I stand. What would y'all say about that? Well, we, I agree totally, completely with that. I mean, that's the number one issue on God's heart is life and life in the womb. Every person that we're concerned about outside the womb started in the womb. And why do we make choices depending on if they're born yet or not? Life begins at conception, and for us to to try to make that quiet or put it under a, a blanket to say that it's not as important is is terribly wrong. And I think people that are trying to make those they're not thinking about the issues; they're they're just wanting to be their voice in front so that they get attention. And and here's a here's an opportunity to uh, sing or do whatever you someone does artistically in front of thousands of people, they take it, they don't realize the consequences. Um, but that's between them and God. And like I said before, they'll, they'll hang themselves. People don't have to call them out 
because God will make sure that they're judged. Yeah. Early on in the contemporary Christian music kind of uh, buildup, there were quite a few artists that decided that their motto was not that they were Christian artists, but that they were artists that just happened to be Christians. And I heard a back step in that from the sending that the Lord had done in, in their lives and, and kind of a meshing back into the community of, of artists and performers. And um, I wasn't alone. There was a lot of, of those original pioneers that really had determined they could not be a part of show business thing that music wanted them to be, even if they had hits. I mean, in the early days, the, the goal was to have crossover hits, and some of it happened. But only by the hand of God did that happen. And we watched that, but we didn't process it very well, especially if we were on that side. Now, you said something very, very important a while ago, this concept of God giving us gifts that if we depend on, will not sustain us. If we depend on those gifts, it also the word is also very clear about promotion comes from God, not exclusively. And boy, did that hit me over and over again in those early days of being ushered in as a Christian artist. But it made it clear that I, I had a responsibility, not to the gift. I have a responsibility to God. And I have to know him because that's life. Living is is something creatures do until they die. But to be alive only means one thing. When Jesus makes us new creatures, that means the old creature wasn't complete yet. He is completing us. Mm. And what you said about that, giving of gifts and and the gifts not sustaining us was a prophecy about the United States of America. I mean, I get chills thinking about the wording of our founding fathers in those, not just in their documents, but in their letters to their wives and and the, the letters to each other and their statements in the in the courtroom or in the you know, the the group of guys that were establishing what this country is about. Well, we lived a little while, 200 and some years, and the longest time on any uh, one single con- constitution of any country. Right. And it's right. because of that. But we see those gifts, but we began to take it kind of, I don't know if we took it lightly I don't think many people did, but it didn't take many for it to start kind of going in the wrong direction. And I remember, yes. I remember the stories even after, you know, I was, I was born in 46. So right after the war, in that next 10 years, the government offered all the families of America, we'll take care of your kids. You go ahead and play with your chrome toasters and your new car and, and get your new house and all that stuff and just 
just let us take care of the kids. Well, we see what happened. We had gifts. And we have gifts in the womb that have been murdered and dismembered. And this is the natural consequences. We're suffering the natural consequences of us being murderers, especially the innocent, defenseless kids. Thank you for saying that. Yes, absolutely. This is so important to me because I believe we're in a funnel, a funnel of history and a funnel toward the end times. And back, you can rattle around, but now it's getting narrower and narrower and evil is closing down. And we're at that time where the Lord really could return at any time. And I live my life as though he could. But I also live my life as though I'm going to see him anyway, personally. So therefore, this world has no buy-in, no things don't sparkle. The best gift we can do for our kids and grandkids is make disciples. Make disciples of Jesus. That's right. And and I'm going to tell you what, I love this book that Terry, you wrote. The tagline is Matthew's personal journey. And Matthew, we know, is kind of that quiet one. But I'll tell you, anybody listening, if that's okay with y'all, if you just contact us and you've listened these two days, I'm going to send you a copy free of this because this, this is what matters. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time. 